0: Philadelphia, woo! I'm going to tear you down. Pensacola, Florida, when I get to town, we're going to treat all you women, whoo, the way women ought to be treated. Because the NWA and some real men are going to take that civic center apart, and then we're all going to be over at Rodeo, whoo, driving the women wild. Miami Beach, get ready, whoo. We are tour, and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. Now, Buddy Landell, it's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money on spilled liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex-wearing... Diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. And I'm having a hard time holding these elegant shots.
1: His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was on crack? Hey, bro, you listening to the Sports hey, this Desk? It is reduced lunch. Spokes, man. Come on, man.
0: You're listening to the Sports Show. New Sports Desk. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh, oh.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Desk. It is your man, Desiree L. Higgs Jr., One of your favorite sportsologists back in the building for another show. And this your
2: man, Black. We are back in the building for another episode. One of your favorite
1: sportsologists in the building. Yes, sir. A lot to get into today. A lot to talk about. Of course, this past weekend was the NFL Draft in Jacksonville, Florida. I know you're feeling good out there. I know you slept in your beds the last couple of nights in a very comfortable state. You probably had dreams of vanilla ice cream and uh, uh, raspberry ices, skittles and cupcakes
2: <laughs>
1: because Trevor Lawrence is here. That's right. Sunshine, that beautiful blue eyed angel is here in Jacksonville. And me and Black are going to break it down for you today. We're also going to get into some NBA as well. And, you know, I was raised to respect my elders. You know, I was raised to respect my elders and, you know, you know, treat them with respect and things like that. And for the most part, I do that. But Julius serving today is one of those days that I'm just not going to be able to do that for you, sir. And we'll break that down in just a short bit. But Black, how's it going for you, man? It's going
2: good, man. Doing very swell today, you know, okay. enjoying this beautiful Sunday evening.
1: Okay. So happy to be
2: back here at the sports desk with you, my boy.
1: Okay, absolutely. Absolutely glad that you're doing swell, my boy. But before we kick things off, man, it's a momentous day. Is it a day that we should celebrate? I am very, very excited because it is none other than my guy, The Rock's birthday. And man, The Rock is one of my favorite, if not the favorite of all time. So just real quick, Black, what are your thoughts uh, that the first thing you think of when you think about The Rock, you know, in his tenure uh, as a WWE superstar.
2: Oh man, just uh, electrifying. Oh uh, man, just <laughs> swag. Everything it is. Uh, the microphone. When he got the microphone, man, you know he gonna give you that talk. Just everything about The Rock, man, was amazing when he when he was wrestling. Um, from classic matches, just just to his pop when he. Uh, became the Rock, the Rock that we know of, and man, it's just amazing to see him uh, at his height, and and to do that within seven years of being in the WWE, man, and being becoming one of the biggest wrestlers the WWF ever
1: had, man, that was a big deal. Yes, sir. Uh, sentimental for me, man. Uh, I had the I had the Rock sideburns, I had the pork chops when I was in the ninth grade. I bought. <laughs> do you smell what the Rock is cooking? Book the paperback from Kmart on Lim Turner. <laughs> I bought those things, but like Black said, The Rock just revolutionized wrestling. For us to never see a black man in WWE um, like The Rock before, it was—it made you feel good. You you felt more connected and. The swag with the Versace shirts, the Gucci glasses, the the uh, leather loafers. I mean, just time and time again, he had a line for you here, a line for you there, and uh, you know he's one of the legends, man. He will always be an iconic legend uh, in, in 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 the wrestling world. But you know we'd be remiss, man, if we didn't say happy birthday to one of the all-time greats, The Rock, Rocky. My bien, uh, the Boo chipper! as jr would say all right man so all right black let's go ahead and get into some biz now unfortunately man like i said at the beginning of the show you know you know for the most part you know i was raised to you know respect my elders man and for the majority i do that but we're going to talk about Dr. J. Julius Ervin on a couple of occasions today. And this is the first one we're going to start with. Dr. J. Uh, came out earlier this week. I guess he was not a guest. He was in an interview. And he was asked about, you know, the totality, the legacy of basketball and who was what and who was here. And uh, Dr. J. was asked. He was asked, um, you know, what does he think about LeBron James? And Dr. J. said this. Well, he's a guy who has led the charge of the super teams. And therefore, in in that regard, he can't rank LeBron James as the as the rest of the world does. And it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. And before me and black take off, I'm going to play this clip. Now, it's a little lengthy, but it needs to be heard. And shout out to my guy, Colin Cowherd and shout out Nick Wright. These guys broke this down in a way that probably I've never heard nobody break down when it comes to the super team. So, real quick, going to play the clip from Nick Wright and, uh, Cal and Kyle Cowher from earlier this
3: week. Okay, so Dr. J, who I grew up oh. with, probably one of the first athletes in the NBA that I he came from the ABA. Everybody fell in love with him. He was he had a shoe deal with Converse, and he had. Uh, just Dr. J was easy to fall in love with. unbelievable. The fro. Everything. It was great. It it was just great. great. His highlights, by the way, 40 years later, his highlights hold up. They're insane. Yep. But now he's blaming LeBron. LeBron is to blame for the super Mm -hmm. team. Oh, it's just LeBron's fault. And I thought, oh, boy, what's Nick going to say about this? So what are you going to say here? All right. So listen, everyone belly up to their television because a quick little history lesson on the NBA. On today... Today is actually the 55th anniversary of the Boston Celtics winning their eighth consecutive title of the 1960s. So me thinks the 1960s had a super team because the team (laughs) peeled off eight in a row. What about the 70s? Well... Oscar Robertson, one of the greatest players ever, he ends up joining up with Lou Alcindor, soon to be Kareem Abdul Jabbar, to form arguably the greatest team ever. The very next year, Elgin Baylor, who'd never won a ring, Jerry West, who'd been to eight finals but never won a ring, and Wilt Chamberlain, who had somehow only won one ring, they all get together to form the 72 Lakers. Elgin gets hurt, doesn't matter, super duper team. They win, I think, 33 in a row, and they win the title. Then the league's a little watered down because the ABA and NBA are competing for talent. In the ABA, Dr. J is annihilating it. The ABA folds. Dr. J instantly gets to an NBA Finals, scores 40 points in an elimination game of those finals, but his team isn't good enough. That's 1977. 1980, he gets back to the NBA Finals only to face the Los Angeles Lakers. They've got Kareem, they've got a guy named Jamal Wilkes, and a rookie named Magic Johnson. And nothing Dr. J does can be good enough, so he loses. The very next year, Dr. J is the best he's been in the NBA. He wins a league MVP. He gets to a Game 7 of the conference finals. They're playing a Boston Boston Celtics team that has Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, uh, Cedric Maxwell, tiny Nate Archibald, who is still good, and a rookie named Kevin McHale. Shockingly, the Sixers can't win that series. Goes to a Game 7. They lose by one. Not Dr. J's fault. The next year, Dr. J's still trying to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm the defending league MVP. Gets back to the finals, and who's there? Those damn Lakers again. So what happens? The 1981 MVP, Dr. J... And the 1982 MVP, Moses Malone, they team up together on the 1983 Sixers. And what happens? They form one of the greatest teams ever who almost sweeps the entire NBA playoffs and wins the title to dethrone the previous super team Lakers and the soon-to-be super team Celtics that only predated the super teams of the Jordan Pippen, Rodman (laughs) Bulls, all of it. It's super team after super team after super team, starting 55 years ago today to now. So we want to put that on LeBron because he orchestrated his team instead of having smoke filled room general managers <laughs> orchestrate That's <time. laughs> fine. But the history is not on my guy, Dr. J's side.
1: Well done, Nick Wright. Mm. Well done. And listen, man, when is this going to stop? When is this going to cease to exist? Why is it that every time something is named to be wrong with the NBA, the first name that comes out of all of your mouths is LeBron Raymond James. Now, you just heard a history lesson in super teams. But everybody swears to God that a super team started with the Miami Heat. We all know that is a lie. Or do we? <laughs> Because a lot of people have a lot of negative things to say. Previously, before LeBron went to South Beach to team up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch, there was another team that was put together about two years ago. Black, could you help me out? Can you tell me who that team was?
2: Uh, the Boston Celtics. Could you tell me who was on that team? Uh, it was Ray Allen, mm-hmm. Paul Pierce, mm-hmm. uh, and Kevin, Gar- Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Correct.
1: Now, aren't these Hall of Famers? Yes, every single one. Did they win a title? Yes, they did. And would you consider that a super team? Yes, it was. So could you further explain to me, now why does super team start with LeBron James, Black? I would love to hear your answer.
2: Uh, I don't know why. It's, it starts with LeBron James. Well,
1: I'm going to tell you why. Because it is pure hate. That's it. It is pure cocaine hate. Mm. That's what it is. And I'm not gonna lose my top about this, but when I hear Julius Irving, one of the state, the main states in basketball oral history, the Duncan, he, the great dunker, nice afro, championship winning Julius Irving, on a sunny day in LA, decides that he also wants to join the LeBron James hate train. And why, Julius? Did you forget that you teamed up with the MVP from the year before and his name was Moses Malone? You both got together and you did what, Julius? Hmm. You ran through the NBA, and the matter of fact, you guys only had a one loss in your playoff run before you won the championship. But Julius, you didn't talk about that. Oh, maybe that's not considered to be the same. When well, you have two MVPs, in back-to-back seasons, join the team. <laughs> oh, okay. So I said all of that to say, Julius, just take some time. I'm not going to tell you to shut up, Julius. I'm just going to tell you to take some time off. Going to go back to the crib, sit down in your rocking chair, turn on ESPN, and just enjoy the King like the rest of us. Because in due time, Julius, he will retire. And guess what, Julius? He'll always be above you. LeBron James' name will always come out of everybody's mouths before Dr. J. So, Dr. J, please take whatever this is that you have bottled up on the inside and disperse of it because nobody cares. And remember your history, Dr. J. Indeed, one more time, you teamed up with the MVP the year before because you, sir, couldn't beat the Lakers. You, sir, couldn't beat the Celtics. But until you got Moses Malone, (laughs) then you did. Blake, anything on Julius Irving's comment on LeBron and Raymond James? Very well said, my guy. Thank you, sir. But uh,
2: I'm not going to be as uh, as respectful oh as you. Dr. Ahead. J, you make me sick.
0: <laughs>
2: you make me sick. How dare you come at the king like that? How dare you? Yeah. I am sick of all this back and forth when it comes to LeBron James. What else does this man have to do in his career to get some respect? Despicable. As D just stated, Doctor J, you joined a former MVP, one of the greatest power fours of all time. Yes. To win your championship, mm-hmm. but Julius Irving, when it was just you, you couldn't cut it. Mm-mm. So you had to ride the coattails of Ju of uh, Moses Malone mm. to get your ring. Because before Moses Malone, what were you doing? Going home. Huh. <laughs> If I'm not mistaken D, maybe you can help me with this if I'm sure. wrong with anything. Sure. D when the when LeBron James went to Miami, did he did he join a former league MVP?
1: He did not, sir.
2: Uh when he went to Miami D, did he join a team who uh was in the playoffs the year he the year after before he came?
1: They were not in the playoffs.
2: Um D once LeBron James came to the Miami Heat, what happened?
1: Well, they lost the first year. They did. And then the next year, they won.
2: Well, they went to finals every year he was Four there, straight. right? Four straight, right? Absolutely. Okay, D, uh, when LeBron James went back to Cleveland, what former MVP did he uh, team up with? He did not join one. Uh, what was the Cleveland Cavaliers doing before LeBron James uh, came back to Cleveland? Pick a number one every other year. Oh, so now we're teaming up with people. Sure. So, we just teamed up with D-Wade. Yeah. No respect to D-Wade. He's a great player. Sure. Finals MVP. Sure. But he had the greatest big man of all time on that team. Yes, he did. Shaquille O'Neal. Everywhere LeBron goes, the franchise changes
1: for the good. Absolutely. When LeBron, D, when LeBron James leaves teams, what happens? They go to the pits. <laughs>
2: this is what you people need to realize Before you talk on the king Absolutely Go and do your homework Go to Google Go to YouTube It's free You can find it for free You can find Le- LeBron James' story and his career all on, those, all on those sites So before you get in front of a Michael in front of one of these God-awful reporters <laughs> And want to speak your truth <laughs> Make sure you're saying the right thing. Please. Jul- I'm not even gonna call you Dr. J. Mm. Julius Irvin, you are wrong, sir. Yes, sir, you are. So I think you need to go on back to that report or national TV for all I care mm-hmm. and give a public apology to to LeBron James. Yeah. I like Because it. you, sir, have also teamed up with a, uh to make her a super team. Mm-hmm. It may have been in the early 80s. Still a super team. Still a super team. Yeah. yeah. And, and and going all the way back to the 80s, you forget about the Lakers. How did LeBron start something that was going on in the 80s? Yeah. 60s. How did he start that?
1: The 60s and the 70s. People forget Larry
2: Bird had to team up with two great other players. Yeah. And uh in Boston, like super teams been happening since the 80s. Uh, uh, what's Nick his name? Nick Wright, the seventies and the sixties. Elgin Bell and Jerry West and Wilt Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. Super team. Mm-hmm. So it's not LeBron James' fault that Super team start. It is not. So let's stop this notion, and I don't want to hear this anymore. Please, I'm sick of it. Yes, yes. It's 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 funny how people always try to find something Right before the playoffs get ready to kick. And want to put out there about LeBron James Yes But you know what it doesn't work here at the sports desk anymore It does not We're just going to call you out from now on We're going to call you guys out Every time And just tell our truth Every time Now I wish my guy sitting next to me would have been a little more disrespectful like me Because I'm not having it (laughs) when it comes to the king (laughs) For whoever has something to say Absolutely I'm not taking it Julius Irvin,
1: You're wrong Gotta do better man Yes you do And for the last time, LeBron James did not start the super team era. Like Black said, Google and YouTube are free. Y'all go ahead and do your homework. All right, another part, man, that we're going to start off with. Black, I'm going to say this one time, Black. If I look down on my phone at any point in the next few days and see that Urban Meyer has signed Tim Tebow to play tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It is going to set me off. (laughs) It is going to set me off if I look down at my phone and I see that alert. Why in God's green earth is Timothy Tebow in pursuit to try to play in the National Football League after seven or eight years of not even seeing the field. And the last time he saw the field, it probably was a decade ago because he did not play for the Patriots. He did not play for the Eagles. The last time I seen Tim Tebow on the field, he was playing special teams for the New York Football Jets. Mm -mm -mm. But now his homeboy has a head coaching job in Jacksonville and that is Urban Meyer. And I'm guessing he think Urban is going to do him a solid and let him join the team to be a tight end one team. But why do you try to be a tight end when Bill Belichick was trying to turn you into one? <laughs> huh? It can't be because you want to join the party of sunshine. It can't be because of that. So what is this for? Urban Meyer, do the right thing here. Urban, do the right thing. Because I'm telling you, if I look down at my phone and I see it, Mr. Meyer, I will be calling you to the carpet. Black, do you have anything on this farce of a story, my guy?
2: Uh, I really don't. This uh <laughs> this is total BS, my guy. <laughs> this is total crazy. BS. <laughs> this is total BS, and yes. I'm going to say it one more time. This is total BS. Yes. If Timothy, if Timothy Tebow. Puts on a Jaguar jersey. D, I'm just going to lose. I'm just going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. Yo. We're trying to start something here. Yes. And we don't need a distraction of a Tim Tebow becoming the tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We don't. Timothy, the, Timothy, Timothy Tebow is not the start of something new in Jacksonville. He is not. He's a distraction.
1: Yes.
0: When, yes. Timothy,
2: when Timothy Tebow comes on this team... You're not going to be thinking about everybody else. You're going to be thinking about him. You know, all the if he makes this team, you know, all the reporters are going to be mm-hmm. sitting at his locker room, oh, Tebow, what, 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 waiting for him to come. Mm-hmm. Urban Meyer, uh, Trent Belkey, uh, Shad Khan, do not allow this to happen. Please. I know that y'all are next-door neighbors now. You just bought a beautiful home next to T-Boy and his beautiful <laughs> wife. But yeah. let's leave it there. Please. If you want to play tight end, you go next door and you throw the ball to him. Please. To run some routes. Please. please. That's the most football he needs to be playing. Please. What happened to your baseball career? What happened with that? Nothing. Stay couldn't, on the SEC Network.
1: Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't make it to the big leagues in the MLB? Stay on the SEC Network. Still in the Farm League down in the, for the Mets? Stay on the SEC Network. You do a good job there.
2: Jacksonville Jaguars, Urban Meyer, let's do the right thing here. Please. There's plenty of other worthy people of disposition. Yes, and God. And Timothy Tebow is not worthy.
1: No, please. Please, Urban, do not do this scenario. Oh, Tebow, we would love it. No, we wouldn't. Building in Jacksonville. The Jaguars are building. And like Black said, we do not need a media distraction And Timothy Tebow playing tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Tebow, look, I think you're a great guy. But I don't want to see you at all in the teal and the black. All right, man, we're going to go ahead and transition over into our tweet of the week. And black, I must say, man, I was a little, I was a little, uh... I was a little taken aback, man, by this tweet, man And I ain't gonna lie to you, Black It kind of worried me a a, a little bit Uh, This tweet is from LeBron James Talking a lot of LeBron today Of course, LeBron is back in action with the Lakers And LeBron was asked after um, his return When the Lakers lost to the Sacramento Kings He was asked on, you know, how he feels You know, did he feel good And LeBron kind of took an angle that I didn't see coming And here, this is what LeBron said LeBron says... Man, it's impossible. I don't think I will ever get back to 100% in my career. During the six weeks I was out, I was extremely stressed. I rehabbed more than I slept. And I came to the conclusion, I just need to get myself in, enough, in a good enough shape to come back and help my team where it wouldn't hurt them. I don't think I'll ever be 100% again for the remainder of my career. Mm. Now, Black, what do you, uh, you read into that? What do you read into LeBron saying that? Am I tripping? Because it kind of it kind of got me a little bit when I heard LeBron speak that way, you know, after his first game back. How did you feel about that, Black? It just lets me know he's human. Okay. You know, he, he's,
2: he, he's been such this juggernaut, and you're mm-hmm. like, this man is unreal. Is he human? Mm-hmm. When you see when you hear things like this, this lets you know that he's human. Okay. This lets you know that he's in that part of his career, well, where, where little things are starting to build up and be little uh, gnats. Given LeBron has never had a major injury in his life, knock on wood, He's never had a never had a major injury in his career, and he's always been available to his team. But for some reason, you having these little things starting to pile up, ankle here, growing here. So it's kinda of maybe kind of difficult for LeBron to get back to hundred percent. And we know that this man takes care of his body very well. He spends somewhere between two uh two million or two point five million uh every year on his body, yeah. which is which is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. And uh we know that he gets the uh, gets everything that he needs, but when you have these little small nagging injuries that just hold you out here and hold you out there and it starts to build up, and I'm pretty sure it plays with your mental for a, uh, of course as well. So, it this LeBron saying this just lets me know that he's human. Eighty percent of LeBron can win the NBA championship. Okay, <laughs> okay. I I don't feel like you need a hundred percent of LeBron James to win a championship. Eighty percent will win,
1: even this year. What's uh, out there? This is one of the toughest toughest ones. It's going man. to be one
2: of the toughest ones, but he, um, he
1: can't be eighty percent. In my
2: opinion, I, I, I believe in LeBron James. Sure, I course, believe in LeBron course. James, and LeBron is uh, at an area in his career where you have this other. T- he's playing with another top five NBA player who needs to step up and show up. Mm. Indeed. Indeed. LeBron James is 36 years old, and he's still the best player in the world. Absolutely. So some of this, some of this, some of this weight and some of this pressure needs to be taken off his shoulders, in my opinion. Because, see, LeBron James has done everything we've asked of him, and we still dog him. Hmm. I guess it's not cool for LeBron James to have injuries. He, I guess he just don't post to get hurt. He's human. Well, is it is it does it sadden me? Yes, it does. It it sad, it saddens me a lot because you don't want to hear that from the king because we didn't seen this man just do amazing things. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. it's 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 sad to hear him say it, and you know, I know LeBron's going to put himself in a position to give all that he can. Mm-hmm. He's going to be ready to rock a roll one hundred percent or not. Mm-hmm. He's going to make his team better, and the people around him are going to be better as well. So. Um, It's sad to hear it D But I still believe in LeBron James 100% or not
1: Yeah absolutely I just ain't never heard him talk like that And that is a good point He is human And like Bron said He been through a lot He rehabbed more than he slept To try to get back with his team And with about 9 games left in this season You know I, I kind of felt like he was saying I really had no choice But to come back now you know, he didn't want to come back when the playoffs started. He needed to get in there and play with Drummond and see what it was like when him and AD on the floor together and reconnect with Cools and KCP and Caruso and everybody. So it was just different. It was just different. And maybe with LeBron get back in the swing of things playing basketball uh, on the regular, maybe, you know, something to uh, shake it off. But, you know, he was really revealing and he was really transparent, man. I guess you can appreciate that. But at the same time, as a Lakers fan, and knowing that lebron's window is not that open anymore you know let's call it what it is i mean lebron has probably about another two to three years to gain another title you know what i'm saying and um that's just being realistic that's just real so you know we'll see how it plays out but it was kind of alarming you know to hear lebron say that because i didn't expect him to say so all right, man. right let's go ahead and transition into our star bench or cutting switching up big time big time
2: you're listening to the sports
0: show do you smell what the rock is cooking
1: all right black all right so listen man we was uh we i was at work man i was having some conversations about sports and oddly the sports conversation turned into, well, this is what it turned into. We were talking about college football. And, you know, when we were younger, you know, we up early Saturday morning. We watching college game day. We, that's like, what, at 9, 10 a.m.? And we mm-hmm. running all the way through the day. And we just got to talking. And one guy was like, yeah, man, I'm gonna watch college, watching college game day. And I'm eating uh, some Cocoa Puffs. Then another guy was like, Cocoa Puffs? What was about them sugar snacks? Then another dude was talking about sugar smacks, but it was about this and about that. So it got me to thinking, Black. (laughs) (laughs) Black, it got me to thinking. We should do a star bencher cut on cereals, my boy. Oh, okay. On cereals. And it was all, it was birthed through a conversation of sports. What was you watching around 9 a.m.? What were you eating around 9 a.m., 10 a.m., watching college game day, getting ready for uh the the day in college football so black let's go man up first i think we have an iconic probably a uh, revolutionary box of cereal here we have cinnamon toast crunch my boy that's number one up next we have captain crunch the crunch berries edition my guy mm-hmm. crunch berries with captain crunch and number three we have frosted flakes a generational cereal mm. my guy so black i want to know from you mm. who you starting who you're who you cutting cinnamon toast crunch <laughs> captain crunch with the Crunch crunch berries or frosted flakes my guy well
2: my guy one of these are my favorites okay, so they're going to okay. get started automatically All right. frosted flakes i'm starting okay okay Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I'm benching. Okay. And mm. Crunch Berry, you gotta go.
1: Gotta go? Gotta go. Okay, I feel free. <laughs> For me, my favorite cereal is also on this list. All-time favorite for me is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That is my favorite cereal of all time, number one. I'm going to bench Crunch Berries, my guy. Captain Crunch. Love the Crunch Berries with the Captain Crunch. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to send Tony the Tiger mm. and his Frosted Flakes on at the door, my That's
2: God. That's tough right there, yeah. man. God.
1: So, so we switched it up this week. So y'all let us know, man, when y'all was, not even when you was younger, even now probably because I'll bust open a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch <laughs> right now. So uh, y'all let us know who you stung, who you benching, who you crunching, cinnamon, who you cutting, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Crunch Berries, or Frosted Flakes. All right, man. So we're going to come out of that. We're going to go into our top five and this was a good one this was inspired by uh espn and we'll get into that in a second For God, for God, for God for God All right, Black, let's go ahead and do it, man, our top five athletes to never win a world championship. Now this was inspired from ESPN. I believe it was Stephen A. Smith and somebody else. They was doing the list on their top athletes who never won a championship. So Black, let's go ahead and kick it off. Give me your top five athletes to never win a world title, my boy.
2: Okay, at number five, I have Barry Sanders. Mm, okay. At number four, I have mm. Calvin Johnson. Okay. At number three, I have Carl Malone. Mm. At number two, I have Ken Griffey Jr.
1: Okay. At number one, I have Allen Iverson. Wow. Okay, I like that list. Okay, that's pretty cool. For me, at number five, I have James Harden. He is at number five for me. Revolutionary talent like that. MVP scoring assassin. Mm, It seems kind of funny he don't have one. Number four, the million dollar man. (laughs) Ted DiBiase should have been the WWF (laughs) champion at some point in his career. And it is a travesty that he was not. At number three, Scott Hall. Mm. At some point in time, Scott Hall should have been a world champion in either WCW of the WWE, that's right for all my wrestlers out there. I got y'all, and number two, Dan Marino. I mean, my God, what a career Dan Marino had, and he's been to Super Bowls, but he just couldn't cash in. And number one to me, Charles Barkley. Man, look, I don't know why, but when I be going to my YouTube, black, I be seeing like I watch old highlights of like older players, but for some reason, Charles Barkley just keeps showing up, and bruh, Charles Barkley. This dude was a dog, mm. a dog. He won the MVP in a Jordan era, like Karl Malone did. MVP in a Jordan era, but my number one is Charles Barkley. So good listen. Y'all let us know, listeners out there. Y'all hit us up on Twitter. Let us know who are your favorite athletes to never win a world championship. I'm going to stand by Ted DiBiase. Should have been <laughs> WWE a WWE champion. A million-dollar man. <laughs> At some point. <laughs> All right, man, so that's uh, wrapping up the pleasantries. We're going to go ahead and transition into the National Football League. It was draft weekend. We're getting ready to break it down. All right, all right. So this past weekend was the twenty twenty one NFL draft, and shout out to everybody who listened to our live draft show. Really appreciate that. Me, Black, and Rashad, we were giving our raw reaction as these uh, as these picks were being uh, called out, and um, it was a good time. It was, I think, it was a lot different than the year before. It because was. It really started heated up when we least expected it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of trades and stuff just start popping off. So, just shout out to everybody who paid attention and listened to that episode, man. We really, really appreciate it. But, Black, this weekend, 2021 NFL Draft – before we get started, just what was your whole thoughts, man, on the draft this weekend in general, man? We got to see fans back at the draft. You know, Boo and Goodell. You know, you got that live atmosphere back out there. What'd you think about seeing it all, man?
2: Yeah, uh, seeing the live the live atmosphere was was uh really good to see. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed every bit of the uh NFL draft. I really like when they have the former players in the Hall of Famers come out and make the picks. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. And current players as well. I mm-hmm. really, I really do enjoy that, but the whole uh, everything with the fans behind um, behind the NFL draft, they treat it like a real NFL game, mm-hmm. the NFL draft. And, and to see all the different fans from every team, it's always great to see. And then seeing the kids who basically then work so hard in their, in, in their life and uh, in football to get to the point to be drafted
1: in the NFL and have their dreams come true, man, it's just amazing to see. Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed it as well. You don't really realize how much you miss fans until you see the event. Like the UFC event. The UFC event here in Jacksonville a few weeks back. Just hearing the crowd and the oohs and the ahs and everything. You just don't realize how much... Uh, you miss it, so I enjoyed that as well. But Black, let's go ahead and jump into it, man. Let's start off with the hometown team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The number one pick overall, of course, no-brainer was Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. Black, when that moment took place, we know we gave our raw thoughts right then during the live reaction show, but now that you had a couple of days to sit with and you seen Trevor touchdown in Duval and seen him on the news and he's talking to our local uh, reporters here, Black, how does it feel, man, that Uh, Trevor Lawrence
2: is here? It feels great. Yeah. It feels great, man. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just want to say one thing to that reporter who's from NFL Network. My God, Trevor Lawrence uh, shut you down really nicely, my God.
1: Okay, what happened, He asked
2: Trevor Lawrence. He was like, this is your first time in the... uh, uh, in the stadium, the the Jaguar Stadium. I want to be your first. Yeah, I want you to throw me your first pass. And Trevor was like, Nah, I think I saved that for my teammates. Okay, <laughs> so I like it. I like the way Trevor <laughs> shut my boy down, man, on the little uh <laughs> interview that they were doing. But man, just to see him in Jacksonville, man, I'm like, man, it feels like we could really reach out and touch him. so close, but uh, just it's it's just amazing, man, to have a a, a talent and a guy like trevor lawrence here in jacksonville to change things or things around Mm -hmm. not just for the team but for the city and you know just it's it's, it's different it feels different seeing Mm -hmm. trevor lawrence get off that plane with with him and his beautiful wife like Mm -hmm. i was just like man he's here i even had to post it on my instagram now i was like he's here he's (laughs) finally here like man it was it, it was amazing and you know, uh, listening to him at the press conference and everything and the questions he was being asked. Some of the questions I was just like, man, the kid just got here. Like, come on, man. Just, <laughs> yeah. You know, but I didn't think that was the right space to, to do that, you know. But it was beautiful to see, you know, Shaq Khan, Urban Ma, Trent Belkey and those guys up there. Just, just giddy, you know, to have Trevor Lawrence, man, and... This is the start of something new for the Jacksonville Jaguar, and I'm so I'm so excited and I'm happy to be a Jag.
1: Yeah, it was very exciting. It was very exciting to see. Uh, the city was alive, man, and you still have some non-believers, and that's cool. But I'm pretty sure Trevor's going to make them believers. It was good to see him on our local TV channels here, talking to the local reporters here. So just very very thankful that uh, Jaguars have a shot, man. They got a quality player, a very very um, a very great opportunity here for this city and I, I love all the memes, man and shout out to everybody who live out in Moncrief, man but they had a picture of Trevor Lawrence with the arrival of Trevor Lawrence in five years that's what Moncrief would look like and it looked like like the Jetsons, my boy like <laughs> like just quietly platinum streets and everything I just found that to be so funny, man because we talked about it on our show Trevor is not only here to give a great opportunity for our team to win games but it's going to really, really impact the revenue for this city, you know, Mm. so it's a lot there. I'm not saying it's going to rival what LeBron did for Cleveland, but that's just the only example that I can use, you know what I'm saying, with that. So uh, with that being said, um, our football correspondent, Rashad, he couldn't be in studio. We'll be playing a clip from from him in just a few seconds because we want to get his uh, thoughts uh on the jaguars as well but black let's go ahead and kick it off let's start with the jacksonville jaguars let's give the jaguars a grade let's go through each not each player but let's just go through who all who they drafted and let's see how you uh feel uh about the jaguars draft so black go ahead and kick us off what grade do you give the jaguars and then talk about all of the picks the ones that you like love and didn't love um for me i gave the
2: jacksonville jaguars a b minus Reason why I give I gave them a uh not a, a B uh a, a, just a B and a B minus because you have some answers here that I need to see great picks, but we have players on here who hadn't played in two years or been hurt, yeah, or players that are currently hurt and have and haven't played, you know, or got hurt towards the end of the year. So that's why I gave the Jags a B B minus. The Jaguars literally hit everything they needed to hit in free agency. Every knee that they needed, they got, they, they hit it. And that's what I respect about it. Uh, For me, for me, man, this kid out of Syracuse, I think he's going to be, I, if, if he can bounce back from this, this in this knee injury D I think he's going to be a guy, man. One of those guys that has that oomph here in Jacksonville next to Trevor Lawrence. I really do mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball. This kid at Syracuse is a ball hawk, a ball animal. Mm-hmm. Thirteen picks in twenty-three games, D, That's a lot to be said. Mm-hmm. This guy can. This guy will hit you. He. I, I. just like everything about him. I like. I love his game. And to get him, to get him where they got him at in the uh, in the third round was amazing to me. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm excited about him. Of course, we got Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne. <laughs> Me and D had a conversation. I'm like, man, I'm just sick of hearing the negative. Oh, we reached for Travis. No, we did not. No, we did not. Travis was, was right where he needed to be for the mm-hmm. Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. We have been saying all along, it's no way Travis Etienne makes it to the second round. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he wouldn't have if he was still on the board. Mm-hmm. To get this guy, man, to get some familiar Allery, 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 blah, sorry. Yeah. Familiar Allery with uh, Trevor Lawrence is big cuz he 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 can look on the side of him and be like I know this guy. I've been through battles with this guy. I know this guy's not going to let me down. You know that's big for a quarterback in the, in in the beginning of his career. Mm-hmm. And he's a big play hit. If you've been if you've watched Jacksonville Jaguars over the past 4 years, you name me a big play that we uh that we had now wait for it. Can you name me one? Doo, 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 doo. There wasn't one, sir. (laughs) Travis Etienne can get this ball, catch it out the backfield. You can give it to him, hand it off to him, and he'll go for 70 yards easy. Yes, sir. Travis Etienne will be a star in this offense under Urban Meyer. No doubt about it. Travis Etienne will make Trevor Lawrence's job a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And not only that, having the addition of uh, Travis Etienne is going to open up things even more for James Robinson. Mm -hmm. It's gonna take so much pressure off of him to do to to do less and be even better. Mm-hmm. This guy had almost a hundred carries last year, and that's he that 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 doesn't need to be that way. Mm-hmm. I love what the Jaguars are doing, and man, Deacon, and this is my last one. I'm gonna let you go. This man child that we got from Stanford. This big 6'6 six, six cornbread fed <laughs> offensive lineman, 325, 40, 25, 30 pounds guy that we got. This is a man child. i have literally on 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 a film from when the NFL or when ESPN did it, you seen them pop soon as they hit his film. I mean, just pushing people out of the way with ease. Cam Robinson, you've been put on notice. Absolutely. If this guy looks the way they say he looks in, in in his pro day, and he's healthy, Cam Robinson, you've been put on notice because mm-hmm. your position will be taken by this guy. Mm-hmm. People must forget he missed two years of football. He got hurt the first year and he opted out. He opted out the season mm-hmm. to to get ready for the for, for this moment, for mm-hmm. the moment of being drafted. Mm-hmm. But in his but in his sophomore year, he was a first team All Pac twelve. Mm-hmm. First team Pac-12. Mm-hmm. His freshman years, he was he was heavily recruited. He was a five star recruit coming out of high school. This guy has all the goods, and we got a piece, man. Good homework by the staff of the Jacksonville Jaguars to get this man child in there on the offensive line, because mm-hmm. that's what we need to protect. To protect Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. we need big bodies, and I love it, man. Just. Just as a whole, I love every pick we made, man. From the defenses, the defensive side of, the, I mean, the secondary side of the ball, it got answered. It got answered, D. And I love what the Jacksonville Jaguars did uh, to get better in the NFL draft.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna talk about the secondary. Obviously, the Trevor Lawrence pick is out of this part. Blackie did a great job breaking down NTN. I'm a fan of NTN. I was hoping Jacksonville would take him, but I, I didn't think they would though. Mm -hmm. I didn't think Jacksonville would take them. And remember me and you were talking like months ago about the possibility of a dynamic backfield. Mm -hmm. Like that's precedent in the NFL. It is. If you have two backs that can do a lot of things well, that's only going to push your offense forward. And we see it year in and year out. Huge fan of NTN being down here in Jacksonville. But I'm going to go to the secondary. Everybody has something to say about Tyson Campbell being selected by the Jaguars in the second round. <clears throat> Shout out to our guy, said our college football correspondent. He was saying throughout the day, earlier in the day that, man, I don't want this kid. I don't want this kid. Don't bring him here. Don't bring him here. And then he was selected. And when you look at the kid, he is a big corner, big physical corner who's going after everything. <laughs> and then you got the, the, the conversation of what do you do with C.J. Henderson? Me and Black couldn't understand that. What do you mean, what do you do with C.J. Henderson? Do you move him into the slot? Okay, cool, that's fine. Do you move Campbell out outside? Okay, cool, that's fine. C.J. Henderson was knickknacked by injury, and then we hear all these uh, uh, apparent, reportedly reports that C.J. was hard to deal with in the locker room. I can't go for that. I can't go for that because I didn't hear none of that until Campbell was drafted. <laughs> so I can't go for that. In my eyes, this is what I told Black. In the National Football League, every team has at least four wide receivers who can kill you. Mm. So, guess what you need, Black? <laughs> you need four defensive backs <laughs> who can handle these four wide receivers. And that's what Jacksonville's doing. This was a smart pickup by Urban Meyer because we have to lace our secondary. So, between Campbell, Henderson, and Cisco. Mm. This is a good group to build on. This When the Kansas City Chiefs come down to the bank, we need guys like this ready to line up against Tyreek and whoever the hell else they got out there ready to roll. When the Green Bay Packers come down here with their loaded weapons, guess what? We need it. Mm-hmm. The Bucs, whoever it is, we need it. And I think it was an excellent pick. So it's going to be interesting to see what Urban does, but I like what he did bringing in Cisco. You got Campbell. You already got C.J. Henderson, and then we'll see what else. Oh, and then we got uh, Griffin. The, Griffin last That's year in free agency. In yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing we, what we can do there. Okay. Also with at the defensive line, I thought that the Jaguars would address the defensive line, and they did. They took J. Two fell out of USC in round four. That's Silent a big pickup. pickup yeah. Gap solid pickup. stopper. Mm-hmm. He did his job at USC, but I thought they would address um, you know. Earlier in the draft, but okay. I'm not upset with it. You brought in Jordan Smith, uh, from uh, UAB edge rusher. Don't know a lot about him. Got moves. I did a, yeah, he I went some. and looked at his tape, and the kid has moves. He's a little mm-hmm. undersized. He is, but he's fast. Mm-hmm. He's fast off the ball. And he can get around offensive alignment to try to get some pressure on the quarterback, and he can drop back in coverage. Mm-hmm. I did see that as well. So my overall grade for the Jaguars, I'm giving them a B plus. Okay, I'm going to give them a B plus. I like the moves. Could the Jaguars went other directions and probably got to an A minus? Sure, they probably could have, but I'm not even gonna waste my time thinking of how. I'm not gonna waste my time thinking of how, but I do like what they did. B plus for me on the Jacksville
2: Jaguars. And you know what I did realize, D, after looking at everything when the, when the smoke cleared from the draft and everything, mm-hmm. Urban Meyer picked up people, picked up people picked up kids in this draft that do what they do well. Mm-hmm. You have this off. You have everyone that he got. They do it well and they're consistent. Mm -hmm. Something you told me when uh, I had called you and we talked about the tight end. You was like, you was like, black. You got to realize it may not be the the flashy tight end that we want, but the kid is the kid's going to show up. He's going to work. Yeah, he's never missed a game at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. He's He's going to be there. He's going to block. And then, potentially from time to time, when he gets the ball thrown his way, he's He's going to catch it. it. Yeah. You know, you need guys like that that do what they do well, dependable, and 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 that's what and that's what I, we got in in one of these these kids that we got as well. And and one last thing for me, and I we didn't touch on this, and and people better be aware. And this is it's so awful that this kid didn't get drafted. Uh, Dylan Moses, the linebacker from Alabama, if he comes back healthy and teams up with these linebackers that we already got, this could be a problem, D. Did Jacksonville pick him up? Yes. Oh, Dylan, okay. Dylan Moses is, was one of the best linebackers in Ain't college football, football while he was at Alabama. And Jacksonville But did get drafted because his neat. Yeah. If he can get healthy. Look out. You better look out. I agree with that. You better look out and s- smart move by Jacksonville, letting him be the first person you call right after the draft was over. Okay. And bring him in on uh, undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. Great job by Jacksonville and the scouts or whoever, okay. you know, did their job. I really like that. But Urban my the class that he put together, he got players that do what they do well.
1: No doubt about it. All right, but let's go ahead and play this clip from Rashard, our our football correspondent. Rashard has some things to say. He couldn't be here today, but uh we want to allow Rashard to do his thing. So here go uh, Rashard Robertson. Move them chains. Talking that talk.
4: Hey, Sports Desk, what's going on, man? It's Rashad. Kind of giving y'all a little grade for the Jaguars draft. Um, Of course, we picked Trevor first. We done already been through that, you know what I'm saying, how we feel about that. Uh, A lot of people didn't like the the ETN pick at 25. I didn't mind it. I actually loved it. Um, I don't think you can do better with any of the players that were picked between 25 and 33. I don't think any of them were better than ETN the impact that he'll bring to the Jaguars for this season. Um, speed is one of the things that Urban was always talking about, and he brings speed. He's a totally different back uh, than James Robinson. James Robinson's going to start. Um, he earned that last year. Third in the league in rushing as an undrafted rookie. You earned that. Um, so I don't think he should have a problem with it. I think it's going to be a good one-two punch, and I think it gives our offensive coordinator a lot to work with. Um Second-round pick, 33. That was pretty interesting, man. Uh, I don't really know much about this dude, uh, Tyson Campbell, but they say that he's good. Um, I think that if C.J. Henderson commits himself to being the best slot cornerback in the NFL, you could have a hell of a secondary. Um, you still got some things to work with on your on your defensive line. They picked a, 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 a guy uh, in the fourth round, I believe, uh, that's pretty much a space eater um so he may turn out to be good but all this stuff is is to be seen man um if I would give him a grade right now I think I'd give him a c plus a strong c plus like a 78 you know what I'm saying uh $78 out of hundred until proven otherwise I think I mean you 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 obviously get an a plus for trevor uh it's an a plus plus for uh, Travis Etienne for me. But everything else, we'll see. Uh, they got a safety from Syracuse that seems to, get, seems to be a ball hawk. Um, they didn't address receiver, but if I was a Jaguar Jaguar fan, like for Jaguar fans, I'll let you know, I don't think we need receivers. I think we're fine at receiving. I think when Trevor is throwing the ball around, you'll see that mm-hmm. we're we'll fine at receiver. So, one, um, to get that defense straight, I think they got the defense straight. Got somebody in the secondary. So, you know, all this is to, to, to be seen. Um, a lot of these guys are going to look better just with better coaching and just better players around them. The draft was 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 pretty solid for me. So i say it's a C+. Plus. If I had to give them a grade, and I, I grade them pretty hard. You know, you have players in your head that you want them to get, and they don't get them, and it's a little disappointing. But I'm all in with Urban. So, I mean, whatever Urban do, Right now until proven otherwise, unless he do that Tebow crap, but until <laughs> uh, <laughs> otherwise. I ride with Urban, man, so he say these guys are the guys. I'm riding with him, so uh, I just wanted to give y'all a quick little rundown on what I thought of the, of the draft picks, so uh, i catch y'all the next time I'm in studio. Yo.
1: Yeah, so yeah, that was our, our football correspondent, Rashad Robinson. Mr. Modem chains, and uh, I you know, Rashad, he hard. Rashard is hard. We got Mm -hmm. our little little group chat, man. And and, and I love it because he's invested fully. This man came over. Y'all seen in the promo video that we put up. My man was jagged down. Custom jersey. So he really, really is invested in this, man. So I appreciated what he said. And uh, he gave the Jaguars a strong C+. Okay, cool. Rashad is a hard grader. All right, so we're going to go down a couple of picks, man, that we're going to make some pit stops. So no surprise at number two, Jets took Zach Wilson. At number three, this is where the fun began. The 49ers did take Trey Lance. We heard the Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, but they end up taking uh, baby cameras, you call them black, uh, with number three. Overall, so real quick, 49ers taking Lance over Mac. You know, what do you what do you sit with that? uh
2: I'm actually still cool with it. You know, mm-hmm. I think uh, Trey Lance, like you said, you made a perfect perfect, you said it perfectly about Trey Lance. This is a kid who's going to, you, you're not going to have to throw in the fire right away. Mm-hmm. You can let him learn behind Garoppolo. Obviously, mm-hmm. they, they want Garoppolo to be, be there if they ain't got rid of him yet. Mm-hmm. And want this guy, want him, I think they're going to, you, they're going to have the same scenario that uh Andy Reed had with Alex Smith and uh Pat Adam Mahomes. Mahomes. Yep. I think this could be the, the perfect that. You that would be perfect. That. And you gotta you have to this is why this is why I like this kid with San Francisco. San Francisco 49ers have an all-world offensive line behind Big Trent Williams. Yes sir. And then those other guys who are not slouches themselves. Mm-hmm. You talk about other all pro offensive linemen on that line. For sure. So he's going to be protected very well mm-hmm. once it's his time, and then once you get this kid time, and then he can get his accuracy and everything straight that he needs to get straight, you're going to have problems. Yeah. We seen in the highlights this 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 kid moves like Cam. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> he's powerful like Cam. Mm-hmm. And once he gets his mechanics down with throwing the football and putting the ball placing where it needs to be in the NFL, look out. Yep. Look out for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. This pick will make
1: uh, Kyle Shanahan look like a genius. Yeah, for sure. I just feel like, I think Kyle Shanahan really was intrigued with Matt Jones. I think that was a possibility because of what he did with Matt Ryan. But look, when you look at the tape of Trey Lance, it's like, come on, man. What, why are we even having a conversation? Because the potential for this kid is beyond through the roof. It's through the sky. Mm. And he's a good-looking kid, big boy, great athleticism, had a hell of a run at North Dakota State, and if he gets the opportunity to sit behind Alex Smith for a year, because it mm. won't be a surprise if Adam is, a- Alex Smith goes out and win 10 games this year. I mean, uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Jim Propolo, I'm sorry. <laughs> it won't be a surprise if Jimmy Garoppolo goes out and win 10 games this year. Mm. That won't be a surprise. Mm. The same thing Alex Smith did when Pat Mahomes on the team Alex Smith went to the playoffs. Sure he did. won 11 games. Mm-hmm. Got a home playoff game. So it won't be a surprise. So I think this is a perfect situation if Garoppolo can stay healthy and Lance can sit through the first year. Because I believe the second year, Lance will be the starter and Garoppolo will be uh, going elsewhere. But I think Kyle Shanahan, he'll be able to sleep at night having Trey Lance instead of Mac Jones. Are right, we going to go down a little bit more? No brainer here Falcons take Kyle Pitts, best player in this draft physically. And then let's stop at number five, the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, Black, you've been calling it. You've been saying mm-hmm. it. Jamar Chase. Jamal Chase was selected fifth overall and not Panay Sewell, which was criminal to me. But Black, we went back and forth with this on the live show. We talked about that, talked about this in the mock show. Do you are your standstill chase over Panay Sewell? For the Cincinnati Bengals.
2: Uh, at first I wasn't, but uh, I see the Bengals was was able in the second round to pick up a pretty decent offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. You know that's 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 not that's not terrible at all. He's pretty mm-hmm. decent, so uh, it makes you feel a little better about the chase pick in the first round. But for me, uh, and we talked about it on on the live uh, draft show. You have to protect your you have to protect the goods. And you know, and like you guys said, Panay Sewell was a, a a talent that shouldn't have been passed over. You know, this kid basically gonna come in right away and your quarterback on his side is not gonna get touched. He's not gonna get touched when uh Panay Sewell is on, on, on that side on that line. Mm-hmm. So uh having him would have been great for uh Cincinnati but I know Joe, Joe Burrow with a receiver. He has a lot. Of, he's he's won championships wins, been through wars with, you know. I know that means something, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, the offense is going to be dynamic, man. With him, with uh, with Chase uh, T Higgins and um, Tyler Boyd, man. You can, you guys better watch out. This mm-hmm. ball is going to be going everywhere over the field, and this is the reason why you need multiple quarterbacks, cornerbacks, and defensive backs. Oh yeah. This yeah. is the reason here mm-hmm. when you got three all-world receivers like Cincinnati has. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, so this is what the league is becoming. It's just not one guy at receiver no more that you can double and put the safety over the top. That's not happening anymore. They have multiple receivers that can beat you, sometimes even four, that can beat you. So, yeah, man, Um, I feel a little better about Chase going to five since they got a nice pickup in the second round of the offensive lineman. So I'm cool with Chase going that five.
1: Yeah, I'm not mad about it, but i just still confused about it. How don't you take this all-pro talent in Panay Sewell to protect Joe Burrow? But like Black said, hey, Bengals were able to find some offensive lineman help later on in the draft, so hopefully it works out for them. All right, Jalen Waddle went 6th overall to the Dolphins. Panay Sewell, 7th overall to the Lions. And J.C. Horn picked 8. First DB mm-hmm. off the board to the Carolina Panthers. And we're going to stop right here at number nine. The Denver Broncos broke my heart. <laughs> the Denver Broncos broke my heart when they took my man's Patrick certain the second who I desperately wanted to be in Dallas. I was discombobulated. I was off balance. My equilibrium was, con- <laughs> was concussed after I heard the Denver Broncos take Patrick Sertain, the second. And then my Dallas Cowboys traded out of 10 to a division rival in the Philadelphia Eagles. And with the 10th pick, the Philadelphia Eagles took Devontae Smith, who could haunt me. In my nightmares for mm. the next decade or so, and for the life of me, I cannot understand why Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and whoever the hell else Jones would make that happen. <laughs> and with that being said, Black, I need a
0: minute. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Steven, why would y'all do this? I mean, if you're going to trade out of 10, at least trade to somebody that you ain't got to see for the next decade or so. Did you not see the highlight tape of Devontae Smith? Did you not see what he did to Ohio State in the national championship game? In the first half? (laughs) Did you not see what he did to the Florida Gators in the SEC championship game? But you want to let the Eagles draft him? Do you not know you play the Eagles twice a year? And mm-hmm. what ticked me off the most is my head coach over there yucking yuck, 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 yuck. it up. Hmm. I am just lost at the tactics of the Dallas Cowboys. And this is why we don't win. Because we do stupid stuff like this. You don't trade with your division rival. I have never seen that. I've never seen it. But of course, the first time I do see it, it's the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) Jerry and Steven, please get it together. Because I'm not, look, I'm just going to say this right here on the Sports Desk. And I mean every word. This is the last year for me with Dallas. I am. I'm, the, I'm sick and tired of stuff like this. I am fully prepared to drop everything that I have, Dallas Cowboys, and totally commit to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Totally commit. Mm. I'm tired of stuff like this. Now I'm not mad that we got Michael Parsons. I know you're not. I'm not mad about that. <laughs> But the mere fact that we were the laughing stock for at least two to three picks ticks me off and I shouldn't have to be answering text messages about this. <laughs> Jerry, Steven, Mike McCarthy, y'all need to get it together because this is it. I don't know how much more it is that I can possibly take. By God, please get this right. <sighs> Thank you, Black. I really appreciate the opportunity. No, no problem, my guy. That you gave me uh, to discuss that. <clears throat> so, Black, let's go ahead to the Chicago Bears. Let's talk about the Bears, man. Mm-hmm. Possibly the winners of this draft with 11th overall. They traded up to the New York football giant spot, and they drafted their quarterback, Justin Fields. And, Black, not only did they take Justin Fields, what a hell... Of a draft of the Chicago Bears, they got plenty of offensive lineman help. They got some nice running back help, wide receiver help, cornerback help. They got a lot of help here. And pro football focus gives the Chicago Bears a A-plus Ooh. in this draft. And they rate them the best team uh, to win this draft. And I have to agree with that. When you look at the talent that they got, from and look, they only had a first and second round pick, but what they got at five through six, these were quality players for these teams. Yes, they were. So, Black, what do you think about the Bears not only getting Justin Fields when they got him, but just overall having this just healthy draft this uh, this e- this year?
2: Uh, the one thing that really stuck out for me is we uh, we watched the draft, some of the draft together. Yeah, and we was talking about this Dez Newsome kid yeah. from North Carolina. He's a big body, but D he said he's not the fastest. Correct. But this kid can go up and get it. Yes. He can go up and get it. Then you put that with Allen Robinson. Mm hmm. And you add it with the other young uh, rookie receiver that they had last That's year. I can't it. think of his yep. name off the mm-hmm. top of my head. Mm-hmm. But you got yourself a nice, quiet receiver. Mm hmm. And then you get this uh, pro- productive running back from Virginia Tech. Yeah, Herbert. Who who was productive did what he was supposed to do every day. Strong, Tech. strong, yes. and then you match him with uh, Montgomery mm-hmm. at running back along a, along with uh, Cohen, Cohen, Tyreek mm-hmm. Cohen. Mm-hmm. You could be talking about something special here. Mm-hmm. Something special here is, I think uh, Nagney is really licking his chops now. He's drooling at the, he's drooling because he finally has turned his team and got the pieces that he needs to implement the offense he. 100 percent he couldn't implement his office 100 percent with uh trubisky trubisky fields as the quarterback and, uh, that
1: feels but uh <laughs> what's the boy number uh uh nick Foles. nick Foles. he yeah. couldn't
2: permit he couldn't go all in on his offense with uh trubisky and nick Foles. Mm-hmm. they want the answers justin fields is the answer he's the answer here and to put these pieces around him man and in my opinion, get one of the top 5 offensive line linemen and t- uh Taven Taven Jenkins mm-hmm. uh Oklahoma from Oklahoma State. State. He was a guy that was on the Jaguars radar but Chicago say eh. eh. <laughs> You're protecting your I love to I love to see picks where you pick a quarterback and then your very next pick is protection. Mm-hmm. That shows me you care about your quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, it was good to see that they took one of the top five offensive linemen in this class mm-hmm. to protect uh, Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Um, what's my quarterback name? Andy be, Dalton. Andy Dalton, your days are numbered. <laughs> As D said on a live show, you'll maybe play six games and that's going to be up for yeah. you, sir. Yeah. Justin Fields is waiting, and you know what? Justin Fields got a chip on his shoulder. A big chip. Motivated. He's motivated. And then Nagney, you can really say, Justin Fields, here you go. Mm -hmm. Open it up. Mm -hmm. Show me what you can do. Mm -hmm. Show me what you can do with with my entire offense. (laughs) Trubisky was only given a piece. Nick Foles was only given a piece. Mm -hmm. We're going to open it all the way up. I really believe that we could already with Chicago's defense, that always been the thing that's carrying Chicago. Now you put an offense with it, we could be seeing something special in the Chicago Bears, and potentially being uh the team to beat in the in their division, in the AFC North, correct? The NFC North in the yeah. NFC North, mm-hmm. so they could be the team to beat, man. With these additions and and everything plays out right with Justin Fields, man, uh, Chicago could be the team to beat.
1: I was thrilled for Justin Fields to end up in Chicago because McNaggy is a good coach. Yes, very good coach. And like Black said, he hadn't had opportunity to show his full offense with Trubisky and Foles. Now, Trubisky has some promising games and some promising weeks, but he wasn't consistent. Justin Fields is way better than Mitchell Trubisky. Justin Fields game against Clemson. Justin uh, 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 Trubisky doesn't have nothing on his resume like that. <coughs> we seen Justin Fields with a chip on his shoulder going into that Sugar Bowl and laying the smack downeth. On the Clips and Tigers. Mm-hmm. That defense was done doing after that <laughs> game uh, uh, that Justin Fields put on them. I'm excited for Justin. I'm rooting for Justin. I am gonna be a huge supporter of Justin Fields because I didn't appreciate how the media handled him. <laughs> I didn't appreciate the look that he was given. I didn't appreciate Dan Orlowski scumbag of a backup <laughs> quarterback in the National <laughs> Football League sitting up on ESPN talking to me about a windup. <laughs> the way Justin Fields winds up the ball, there's a .8 second differential in the NFL. That could be the winning and losing factor in the game. Shut up, Dan. Because the last time I saw you, Orlovsky, you was running out of bounds like you had a receiver wide open. Look it up. (laughs) I just had to get it off my chest. But back to Justin Fields. I'm happy for him. I am supportive of Justin. I think Chicago was a great spot. Good offensive line, good running game, and some nice, durable wide receivers. And with McNag- McNaggy's offense, Justin has all of the tools to just make it look great. I, I'm glad that he's going to go somewhere where he's going to be coached. He's going to be coached, and We all know McNaggy was just missing that quarterback. So I think this A-plus is warranted by the Chicago Bears by Pro Football Focus for their grade. I also give them an A-plus, and I do think that they won this draft. I do think they won this draft, the Chicago Bears, because my goodness, man, the collection of talent that they acquired that was uh fantastic. All right, Black, let's go down and let's start talking about best grades and worst grades. So, Black, give me a couple teams who you feel did really well in the NFL draft, and give me a couple teams who you feel just stunk it up, my guy. Uh, for me,
2: I'm one team that really did it. Uh, did well for me. Was the New York Jets? Yes. The New York Jets answered uh, a, a lot of needs of mm-hmm. uh, what they what they had, and I'm going to uh, just give a few of, of what they did in the draft. You got, of course, they got Zach Wilson, but they got top rated offensive lineman Elijah Veritau, Joe Tucker, and one of the one of the receivers we had our eyes on heavily. And we're always talking about Elijah Moore mm-hmm. then they get the then they get the running back from out of North Carolina the second running back Michael Carter mm-hmm. which I think was an awesome awesome pickup because you pick up a running back mm-hmm. who's a power runner but he also can catch the ball out the backfield mm-hmm. to help Zach Wilson and indeed we said one of the things that he needed was a back who can run it and come from out the backfield and catch the uh Catch the football, and that's what he got. And he
1: picked up the blitz well as well. It,
2: it, exactly. And he got an all-world receiver in Elijah Moore. Mm-hmm. And he got him some protection. The New York Jets got better for me. Uh but besides the Chicago Bears, I also gave I also gave the New York Jets an A plus as well in their draft because I think they hit everything they needed to hit to put things around Zach Wilson to help him be uh, a good quarterback. They didn't do that for Sam Darnold, but they're doing that for Zach Wilson. So that's mm-hmm. where you see the change uh, for me. Mm-hmm. And then the other, team, the other team for me that uh, that I wasn't too happy about with the way that they picked with the Cincinnati Bengals, other than Chase and getting the offensive lineman in the second mm-hmm. round, how did you help your defense? Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't get no key pieces on the defensive side of the ball to help you out. So it looks like you're going to ride with your – you look like you're going to be riding with your offense to kind of carry you mm-hmm. in the draft, in the draft, you have to find these defensive gems that can help you. And Cincinnati didn't do that. So mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Are you going to go back and see who out there in free agency, or are you going to get the undrafted free a- find, see if you can find a gym in the undrafted uh, players that, that didn't, that didn't get drafted. So we shall see, uh, but not too happy what Cincinnati did outside of the first two round picks.
1: Yeah, for me, another winner of this draft was the New England Patriots. New England Patriots had a very good draft, in my opinion. You take a Mac Jones, and now you put Mac Jones in the position where he can sit under Cam Newton. He gets another Newton. He can learn from Josh McDaniels. And I'm not sure. Do I think Mac Jones is going to get opportunity to play in this league? I think he will. Do I think Mac Jones is going to be an all-world quarterback? No, I don't. But I think he will be more than serviceable. Mm-hmm. I think he will be more than serviceable with his IQ because he showed out at Alabama around the uh, collection of talent that he played with. But now he's dealing with another superior coach. So he's used to hard coaching. He's used to genius coaching with Nick Saban. Now he's going to be getting that and uh, Bill Belichick uh, up there in New England. Uh, They also took some great studs out of Alabama. Christian Barrymore, another edge rush out of Oklahoma. Ronnie Perkins, who led the Big 12 in sacks uh, this year. Running back out of Oklahoma, Stevenson, who was very, very good at his position last year. Linebacker Cameron McGroon, who was a top five sack Uh, Person in the Big Ten this year They just collected a bunch Of talent and I really like What New England did um, uh, In the draft and I give them an A I give New England an A for what they done My not so uh, Great um, Team was the Philadelphia Eagles They were all over The place and a lot of picks I kind of Scratched my head Landon Dickerson I understand outside linebacker for Alabama I understand that But I never heard his name called him TV. Were they going for the Alabama mystique? Were they going for the fact that he was just on the team to pick him in the second round? I'm not really sure. Not to speak against the young man, but I didn't get that pick. Milton Williams for Louisiana Tech, never heard of him. Never heard of him. Not really sure what he can bring to the table for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I hope that I'm right on my uh, uh, breakdown of them Uh, Going forward. I just don't really see where they're going to improve on their team. Even though Philly has a lot of holes there. I gave the Philadelphia Eagles a C- uh, with this. You got some talent like the kid out of USC, Marlon, 2A, Palipio, defensive end. Mm -hmm. I did see him play. And then you have Jacoby Stevenson out of LSU. Injured, has some off-the-field issues. But when he played, he made impacts. I think he could be still picking him in the sixth round. So my win for me was New England and not so good was the Philadelphia Eagles. And yes, I already know no one has to remind me. Yes. I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I do hate the Eagles. Um, So let's go back to the first round. So black, who was your still of the first round? Who got a steal in your opinion in the first round of this draft first round? Because there were some names that showed up on this board Um, that, Mm, I wasn't too sure about um, in the first round. Um, Let me see. So let me see. Yeah, so Black, first round, who kind of, as one name in particular for me, who popped up in this first round that you just didn't see coming that's sitting there? Um, (laughs) For me,
2: I feel like he was still in the draft because I feel like he was supposed to go before he went. Panay Soul to Detroit. Okay, I don't think uh, he was supposed to be in Cincinnati, or even or even could have potentially went to Miami, but yep. well, for Detroit to get him at seven, which is not it's still a top ten pick. He went the but to fall to seven and go to Detroit, that was a major pickup for me mm-hmm. with uh, Detroit because Detroit basically is starting fresh and to get this talent in there. Mm-hmm. To protect Jared Goff for however long he's going to be the quarterback mm-hmm. until they uh, go and have a number one pick to draft another quarterback, <laughs> you know. So to get him at seven, I feel like that was a steal for me. All world tiny, I mean, all world offensive lineman in Panel Sewell.
1: Yeah, for me, man, it was Kadarius Tony going to the Giants? Mm. I mean, that was a fantastic pickup. Uh for the Giants. And when they called his name, I was like, wow, they got him at 20. Like I was kind of hoping, honestly, before Jacksonville picked NTN, I was hoping Jacksonville would have took Kadarius Tony. Mm-hmm. Um I just think he would complement everything for them coming out of the backfield, line up in the slot, just doing a lot of different things uh for the Giants. And Lord knows Daniel Jones needs all the help that he can get. <laughs> Because y'all know, like I know, Daniel Jones, he ain't it, bruh. And this is his final opportunity to show the Giants something. And all you Giants fans out there, you know you are. <laughs> y'all know what's up with this man. He got a lot of talent. The Giants have done well in free agency. They've done well in the draft. And I think Kadarius Tony is a player that can really get things going offensively for the New York football Giants. So for me... It was a Kandarius Tony, Kandarius Tony. All right. So all in all, the draft was pretty good. You know, it was a lot of things. Oh, Black, what you got?
2: Yeah, and and and, and another team that uh, that I forget to mention, and they just quietly have a had a good draft, in my opinion. The Miami Dolphins. Yeah. They got Jalen They they got Jalen six overall. Yeah. They got all world D N Jalen Phillips from out of Miami with the 18th overall pick. And then you got Javon Holland, one of the best safeties mm-hmm. coming from out of Oregon. You got him, and then you got uh, uh Lemon uh, Eckenberger, offensive lineman from Notre Dame, one of the top offensive linemen. And then you got this tight end from uh, Boston College. Nobody's really talking about, and the and the kid, all he do is flat out do and catch the football. Good blocker, but he catches the football. Mm-hmm. He was one of the leading receivers for the for the, for Boston College last year as the tight end. And to, to have that addition with, with those group of guys, Miami did very well in this draft as well, D.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, can't forget about the Dolphins. They've been doing good in the draft, man, for about three or four years in mm-hmm. a row now. Love, the head, love their head coach and Flores. Love what they're doing there. And I'm rooting for Tool. I don't care what Rashad got to say. I'm rooting for Tool. I'm rooting for Tool. All right, man, so we're going to come out of the draft. I'm sure we'll be talking more about the draft as the weeks go into because in a couple of weeks we get the schedule. The schedule is gonna be coming out and we might do a special edition here yeah, for I, the sports day or a live reaction uh, of the schedule for the schedule, man. So we might be having that because this is a big season. It is. This is a big season, a lot of fresh new talent, a lot of new uh franchise, uh changing players. Um it's, it's just gonna be a great year for the NFL and I think everybody can feel it. All right, Black, so let's talk about it, man. Let's go ahead up to the frozen tundra. Up there in Lambeau Field. And right before the draft kicked off, we had some wild news that Aaron Rodgers had been apparently telling teammates that he doesn't want to come back. It progressed throughout the weekend. Now it's came to the point where Rodgers does not want to be back. And if he does come back, he wants the general manager fire the Green Bay Packers ownership or saying, hey, he either plays for us so he can go be the host of Jeopardy. It is getting ugly and Green Bay Black, what are your thoughts on just this chaos between Aaron Rodgers versus the Packers? It's wild. Yeah, man. It's wild to see all this going on with
2: Aaron Rodgers and it's it's crazy. I for me, I just and and I said this uh on a live show, for me, uh I feel like it could have been sooner. This I feel like it should have been done sooner, not later, but sooner because we seen in the NFC Championship game and after the NFC Championship things, things wasn't well. Nope. We've seen that. So I feel like the trigger should have been pulled sooner. And now we're finna have a, a standoff between Aaron Rodgers yeah. and uh the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you're hearing good stuff out of Green Bay and sometimes you're hearing not so good stuff. If, if you got your GM or either your owner saying, well, if he doesn't play for us, he better go do Jeopardy. That's that's a big deal, it's you crazy. know. So it's it's crazy to hear, and then especially with the rumors coming out that he's intrigued by the Raiders. Mm-hmm. That's 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 another <laughs> a monkey wrench in the, as well uh, uh, in the mix. So yeah, man, it's just it's just crazy to hear what's all going on with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers telling him, Hey, Aaron Rodgers is at the Kentucky Derby this the past weekend on Saturday with the long, you hill. know, enjoying himself and having a good old time. So <laughs> you know, hopefully they can figure something out or something can be done but Aaron Rodgers is is he's standing still he's standing strong on on his words he will not play for the Green Bay Packers this season so uh
1: we may not see him there so where would he end up we shall see yes yeah, it's, it's it's to me I felt like Aaron should have tried to he should have tried to get out last year when they took Jordan Love and this is probably what this is about i believe the relationship started to plummet When Jordan Love was taken in the first round last year, they traded back into the first, well traded up in the first round to get Jordan Love. This is what this is about. And Aaron Rodgers is a shrewd operator. Aaron Rodgers probably been plotting on this for a whole year. Because a year ago, they took Jordan Love. And a year after that, Aaron Rodgers started to show that butt. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers started to kick the flame. And apparently this is as serious as serious can get. And if you're a Green Bay Packers fan... I'm sorry for you because the players have the power. And here's why I say, do you not think that, do you, do you not think that Aaron Rodgers have, has made more than enough money to walk away? <laughs> yeah, he has. <laughs> do you think that Aaron Rodgers potentially being the brand new host of Jeopardy and making an annual of $50 million a mm. year to be the host of Jeopardy is not realistic. Yes, it is. Mm. Do you think the Green Bay Packers are going to be big and bad through the standoff? No, they won't. Because you have an organization to satisfy, a fan base to satisfy. And you got to do what's best to satisfy. Now, you drafted Jordan Love. He sat behind Aaron a whole year. So if you drafted Jordan Love, you assume that Jordan Love would be ready to play at some point, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, here's your opportunity, Green Bay. Going and trade into them Broncos. Going and trade into to them Raiders. Let's see. Let's see. Your head coach is all giddy and <laughs> when you drafted Jordan Love. Now let's see him <laughs> when he's signed to call them plays for him. <laughs> so ultimately, Aaron Rodgers will win this. Mm. Green Bay can talk as big, as bad as he want. The head coach came out today. Oh, I love Aaron. He's such a great person. Nah, 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 buddy. It ain't time for the smooching right now. <laughs> you should have been done that when you ain't let Aaron Rodgers do what he needed to do at the end of the NFC Championship game last year. When a trip to the Super Bowl was on the line. I'm sure Aaron don't care nothing about you thinking he's a great person. Hmm. So if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm chilling. I'm at the house. I'm not reporting. I will make my trade demands very quickly. And if you don't meet those demands, then I will go be the host of Jeopardy, my favorite show of all time since I was a child, Mm. and make $50 million a year. That sounds great, D. Without being hit.
2: That sounds great. Without
1: freezing my balls (laughs) in the cold. Wow. I don't have to go in negative 20 degree weather and look across at Aaron Donald. I could just stand on the podium in the central air conditioning Los Angeles studio and ask you, who did the Pilgrims go after in 1914? (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about good enough for me. So we'll keep an eye on this. We'll be listening for this and we'll keep talking about it as more progression in this story take place. All right. Before we wrap up the NFL, unfortunately, it's me and Black. Our time has come. Our time has come to talk about this situation, and we haven't talked about it on purpose. And that is the, the excuse me, the Deshaun Watson uh, circus, so to speak. And we all know what's going on out there with Deshaun. Deshaun has had a tumultuous offseason, with a lot of accusations being brought his way. His character, his name, are being just just challenged. Just being challenged, and there's a lot of people involved with this situation with Deshaun, and we're not going to speak on the legal matters because we don't know what's going on. You know, it's been a hushed silence for the past, what, two or three weeks, Mm -hmm. and we don't really know what's coming about it. But Deshaun hasn't been charged of anything. Deshaun hasn't been even questioned, not to our knowledge, by the police. We would think that would be public if Deshaun. So we're just going to talk about the football side of things, And it's come out that a lot of people really believe that Deshaun Watson won't play football at all this year. Now, before all of this stuff started coming out, Deshaun, he was trying to be traded from the Texans. And now everything has been put on hold. You heard teams like the 49ers. You heard teams like the Jets. You heard teams like the Broncos, the Dolphins. There was a lot of teams (laughs) being verbal, saying, hey, we're going to take a chance at Deshaun Watson. And it looks like, these teams have just went on about their business because of what's going on with Deshaun. So there's a great possibility we won't be able to see him play football this year. So, Black, you know, with as simple as you can come across, what do you just think about how the just things are going for Deshaun at this moment? Well,
2: it's really, it's really disappointing for me, man. Like, Deshaun Watson is an all-world talent that needs to be seen on the football field. Mm-hmm. To not have him in the NFL and uh not play him twice a year being a Jag fan, it is really gonna suck. You know, it's a lot going on with Deshaun and I understand it. And I and and, and, and and you know it's a big deal. We haven't seen Deshaun Watson in the media. No social media posts from I can tell from from the beginning of uh March, end of February, beginning of March, we haven't seen Deshaun on social media like it's crazy that everything that's going on, but not having him in the game of football, being the exciting player that he has been since college, and seeing him at Clemson and non Houston, and not to be able to have him in football D, is 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 really going to suck for the NFL. Cause he's one of, he's one of the up and coming faces in the in 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 the National Football League, and not to have him in that situation
1: is really is really disappointing. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a wild situation and. Whatever comes about it, um, hopefully it's the truth that comes about it. And the potential of not seeing Deshaun play this season is going to suck as dynamic as he is on the field. And for him to be challenged, his character, and for everything he's going through to be challenged, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And we're going to see how it turns out. But when we got that alert yesterday that it's very real that he may not play a down this year due to what's going on in his personal life, man, that's significant because I don't really know what to think of it. Is it? Is it? Is it bad? Like, is it things about to come out bad for Deshaun? Or is it they're going to need more time to try to figure out this thing, what's going on in his personal life? So it's an ugly situation. Uh, we'll be monitoring it and we'll be watching it, but we had to speak on it just the mere fact that it's gotten to the point where we just might not see Deshaun, period. Because at one point, he was just going to hold out all the way until they got traded And now it could be apparent for other reasons mm-hmm. So that sucks man Alright man so that's going to be it for the National Football League We're going to stop by the NBA for a short uh, Second And then we're going to wrap up this show And uh, again man we just thank y'all for Rocking with us man Listening to us weekly, press and play Listening to what me and Black got to say Man we really really appreciate it But let's go ahead and jump into this NBA <music>
0: What it do, baby? My bad, It's time once again. LeBron James. Le- Lebron James.
1: All right, Black. Let's jump right into it, man. We're gonna kick off with the Kings' turn. LeBron James came back this past Friday night against the Sacramento Kings. It didn't go the way the Lakers intended to go. Before we do that, we must pay the ultimate respects, like we do each. Los Angeles,
0: home of the greatest franchise <laughs> in touch, the LA Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today.
1: All right, Black, let's go ahead and jump into it, man. LeBron made his long-awaited return this past Friday night against Sacramento Kings. It did not go well. Lakers on a three-game losing streak, uh, losing to, excuse me, on two-game losing streak, losing to the Wizards on Wednesday, and then losing to the Sacramento Kings on Friday, 110-106. to LeBron had 16 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists, getting his legs back. But at this current state, Black, Los Angeles Lakers are sitting in the sixth seed, in the Western Conference, we were holding on to that fifth seed for so long. And uh looks like if things was to get down today, the matchup is still the same. But the numbers are different. We'll still be playing the Nuggets uh, in the first round. But the, we're 36-27 when the Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks hold the tiebreaker over the Lakers. Seven games ago. Lakers could get that fifth seed back. But they're they're a game and a half from that playing spot at seven with mm. Portland. But if we get back to that fifth seed, we can get a Clippers Lakers first round. Clippers Lakers first round. So black. Just what are your thoughts about LeBron's return on Friday night? What did you see? What did you like? What didn't you like? And um, of course, it's upsetting to see the Lakers lose. And now we're flirting around with this playing game. So how do you see? How do you feel about seeing LeBron back?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna keep it a little light. Uh... I'm happy to see the King back. It's happy to have him back. It's just refreshing. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that it probably would be some, you know, adjustments going against the Kings. I didn't think they would lose, but they did lose. But it was good to see the King back doing his thing, 16 points, uh, seven uh, seven rebounds and eight assists. You know, that's good numbers for him in his first game back. Uh, so um, the thing that's concerning me is the stress that we have coming up, D.
1: Okay, what and, do we got?
2: Uh, we got you know Toronto today, who was on a, a mini winning streak themselves, the Toronto Raptors. Then you go, and then tomorrow, I mean, then uh, Tuesday, you get you get until you get to on Monday, you get to uh, Denver. Denver comes to LA, and then on Thursday night, you got the Clippers, and then on Friday night, you have Portland, and then uh, on Sunday. At 10 o'clock, you have the Phoenix Suns. D, I think this is the most important stretch of the Lakers for the Lakers this season. To be... They, the Lakers need to stay away from that. I don't want them to be a part of that plan. I don't want them to be a part of that. So this stretch means a lot to me. I want to be locked in on this stretch because I need my Lakers to show up. I need them to show up during this stretch because these teams, all four, all four or five of these teams I just named... You're going to see in the playoffs, yeah. And we know down the stretch, these games mean something for every one of these teams because it's they jockeying for position. Mm-hmm. You have Portland who's trying to uh, make a move to get where you are, so they don't have to be in play in. And then you have the the uh, Denver. You have the Denver Nuggets who are looking amazing, just knocking off the, the Clippers and on a mini win streak. themselves, moving up, moving up in the standings. And then the Clippers, you know, they've been playing pretty good basketball since the addition of rondo and then you have the Suns that's looking amazing man best team in the west Mm -hmm. best team in the west so this stretch for me d is going to be very important i feel like the lakers need to stay around that six of six five seed they cannot go any lower than that in my opinion if they do it is what it is but i don't want that for the lakers these games and i'm happy it's the type of uh the type of games where we gonna really see what we got and to get these games under our belt because we're going to be pushed in these games against good teams D before the playoffs start. Each one of these teams you plan that you put, can potentially see them in the playoffs. So this is good to have this type of stretch right before the, uh, the playoffs get ready to start. And I'm
1: looking forward to this a lot. Yeah. Like you said, this is a, this is a vital <laughs> part of the season with that stretch coming up for the Lakers. I mean, this Toronto game ain't going to be easy. It's not.
2: And we got to get this win. And don't have Struda tonight either.
1: And so. Struda is out for protocol again. And hopefully it's nothing crazy where he got something to do with the COVID. Because you know what that means, right? He out 10 days. Mm-hmm. That's almost the rest of the season. Yep. We need this group getting worked in together. And... Don't get me wrong. I know the regular season is basically a, a sprint, a marathon to get your legs and get your mind right for the playoffs, you know, but this stretch, look, man, I'm just, the Lakers can't af- look, Dallas is clicking. Dallas is clicking and Luca is starting to look like Luca. He's starting to get out of his mind out here, man. Week in and week out, game in and game out. And the West, as I look at it, it is nuts what's happening in the West. I watched Steph Curry last night have seven points or something like that in the first quarter. They was, up, they was down four points at halftime to the Rockets. And then, by God, I mean, he just rode off 30 straight. Mm. He just went ballistic, man. And now the Warriors are going up to the ninth seed. Let me tell you something. The, if the Lakers get to play in, it's one team I just don't want to deal with. I don't want to deal with the Warriors. I don't want to deal with them Mm -hmm. because of the potential of what Curry can do. But I'm going to believe in my Lakers and we're going to stay packed at five or six. We're going to stay packed at five or six. Now, the opportunity for the Clippers and Lakers to face in the first round is criminal. Mm. We could be seeing this next weekend. That is insane to me. If it's, I would love it though if it happened. I would too, but it's like, bro, we got to deal with this right off the rip. Mm-hmm. And then you got Phoenix. Man, Chris Paul should be getting conversations about this uh, MVP. Preach on it. He should be getting conversations about it. Y'all talking about y'all just giving it to the Joker? No, sir. D, talk about now, y'all it. Y'all don't see what Chris Paul is out here doing? The <laughs> de- boy just went 5 1 five, on this East Coast road trip and put a whipping on everybody. The mm. only team they lost to was Brooklyn. That was the first game on the road trip. Chris Paul is the most important leader in basketball. Mm. I'm talking about even more than LeBron. Wow. We've seen what he did with OKC last year. The boys had no business being the fifth seed in the West. <laughs> Seven games, first round with the Houston Rockets. Had no business there. Mm-hmm. And Chris Paul willed them, boys, to that position. Look at Phoenix. Mm. Granted, Phoenix went A&O in the bubble, but by God, the number one team in the West? <laughs> this is this is genius at work at the point guard position with Chris Paul. Genius at work with the leadership level of Chris Paul. He got Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and all, Miles. All these boys is clicking. Mm-hmm. And Monty Williams, God bless you. Yes, sir. Excellent coaching from Monty Williams. Monty and Chris together is the perfect match. And listen, man, it is not, it is not crazy to think that the Phoenix Suns could be in the NBA Finals this year. Ooh. It's not crazy to think that. Because if you watch them play, they all got what? Chris Paul's spirit. They all have it. So this, man, look, we've been talking about the West playoffs for a good bit. But listen here, this is craziness. Yes, it is. I can't remember the last time the West was like this going into the playoffs. You got lo- You loaded everywhere, even in the play-in tournament. You, th- you think people want to play Jardim? Them boys running up and down the court. No problem. hmm <laughs> So, the Lakers got their work cut out. It was great to see LeBron back. I was worrisome about his comments, but Black kind of calmed me down. Bron Human been dealing with a lot, trying to get back for his team. Bron knows the opportunity that he has. But let me tell you something. This is craziness. (laughs) If the Lakers can get through the West, what will be waiting for them should be the Brooklyn Nets. And if they win this championship, I am going to be beyond ignorant. <laughs> you was ignorant this year, bro. I was? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be super ignorant, but we can talk about that at a later time. So, we got eight games left in this season. And the Western Conference, you got jockeying happening everywhere. I'm talking about one all the way down to ten. So, in a couple of weeks, these players start, but Man, if you miss a game in the Western Conference playoffs, you should be shaming yourself.
2: The Lakers literally have the hardest stretch of these last eight games. Left, yeah. They literally have the hardest stretch, and I'm locked in for every single one because every single one is going to count. Yeah, man. Like you said, man, there's no team you can sleep on from nine to one. You can't. You can't sleep on anybody. Portland Portland and Dame Lillard are going to find their way. Dame Lillard been in this little slump that he's in is not gonna last long. It's not. At some point, at some point he's gonna go wild. For sure. You know, you're gonna get your best from these teams, man, because you're jockeying for a position. Teams wanna teams <laughs> to, to even have to even fathom having a Clippers-Lakers first-round matchup is disgusting.
0: <laughs> yeah, it That's is. That's
2: potentially a finals, I mean, West a, a Western Conference, Conference finals, finals matchup. then you're talking about the first
1: round. That's crazy, man.
2: That'll be crazy, even with the Denver Nuggets. Like, it's crazy what's what's happening here. And then you got teams like the Jazz and uh, the Suns. Who, want, who wants to play Portland or wants to play – The Grizzlies or Golden State in your first round round matchup. As good as the Suns and the Jazz has been playing. You don't think Steph Curry going to be up to the task for the Utah Jazz if he get him? Yes. 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 Do you not bet your money on Steph Curry in the game seven against the Jazz? Yes. Yes. This is potentially what we could be seeing in these. For me, the playoffs start nine to (laughs) west. Yeah, yeah. This is where it gets sticky. So I'm going to be calling my homeboy a lot of nights here, sure. a lot of late nights. Sure. That we finna have because a lot of these Laker games are at ten o'clock. Yes, they are.
1: <laughs> yes, they are.
2: Because these games are going to be good, and I, I'm pretty sure most of them are going to be televised. With the stress they have Course. against the, the the Clippers, the Suns. <laughs> just these games are
1: going to be on TV, and
2: I'm going to watch every single one. I'm just got to be tired the next morning.
1: Just you just got to be. This is that time of year where sleep is just not an option. I wouldn't be surprised if I see uh
2: Black Mo go go down for LeBron James soon on social media. No yeah, more social media. Yeah, it's coming. It's, it's coming. It's coming soon. It's coming. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in the West, man. Like you say, D, that is insane to look to look at. And I'm looking yeah. at this and you got uh you got the Nuggets on the five game winning streak. You got the Dallas Mavericks on the three-game winning streak. You got Portland, what, on a three-game winning streak that, that I'm looking at correctly. Yep. Like, you have these teams. Loaded, man. Loaded. Well, you got teams that's losing games, but it, they flip-flopping position. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. can't even go a long stretch with losing
1: more than three games, or you'll basically end up being in the play-in. The West is 11 teams <laughs> deep, because you can see where New Orleans is at. They on a the two-game winning streak. They not that far from the play-in tournament.
2: That's crazy.
1: Like, it's, it's they 11 deep in the West. Yeah. And it's not a lot of games that's separating people here, man. So, this Western Conference playoff is going to be, my God. Yes, it is. And that's it, what it's going to be. It st- and it starts this week. It starts yeah. this week, dude. sure enough, after we wrap this up, I got to get ready for this wrap, this game. And, man, <laughs> and hope we can get a win. Hope we, we can need get it. a win.
2: I just hope LeBron has got his feet on because we're going to need him tonight. We're going to need you, A.D. tonight. A.D. A.D. You've been tiptoeing. We need you tonight, buddy. We gon- big guy, we need you.
1: <laughs>
2: we need you, big guy. Yes, sir Yes, sir. No shooter tonight, so Caruso is probably going to be the starting Starter, point guard. Probably. But, guys, we need you tonight. Bench, we need you tonight. Toronto is on a winning streak. They're trying to kind of play themselves into They're something. They're trying to do something. But that's an important game to start off this road trip that y'all finna be on. This is a very important game, so let's get it done tonight.
1: Yeah, man, let's stop by the Eastern Conference as well. Hell of a game today! Oh, man. Nets and Bucks, (laughs) round of applause. Giannis onto the couple and KD, God bless you. My goodness. This was must see television. Bucks getting the win today. KD, last second chance to tie the game with a deep three. Great look short man but bang uh Giannis with 48 KD 45 I mean my god but let's go to the fourth quarter of one play in particular let's start there Kevin Durant with a chance to take the lead in the fourth quarter two minutes left got your nice crossover at the top of the key he goes left switch off Middleton there is Giannis KD pulls up and Giannis blocks that thing And sent that thing to the first row And looked at KD like no sir When that moment arrived I said to myself Because I was the only person in the room at that time I didn't even think to call my homeboy I said oh (laughs) I said oh (laughs) Something has clicked in Giannis Because last year You know what Giannis was telling reporters I'm not going to go against the coaching I'm going to do what my coach says. That's why I wasn't over there guarding Bam out of you. I was I, I had to do what the coach says. But I noticed today that he switched off, got Middleton out of there and took KD and blocked his shot in the fourth quarter and he stared at him. And we all know what those stares mean, don't we? <laughs> Not in my house. Excellent Kyrie Irving. Cole blooded with that three-pointer over Bledsoe. I mean, Bledsoe was inside Kyrie's Not jersey. Not Bledsoe. I mean, uh, uh, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. <laughs> he was inside Yes, his he jersey. was. Yes, and he bang. was. Bang! Bang! <laughs> I mean, they was trading shots back and forth, back and forth. Excellent basketball game today, but with that loss, the 76ers reclaimed the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, Black.
2: Uh, man, look, man. Hell of a game. Hell
1: of a game.
2: Playoff feel. Oh, it was good. It was nice. Giannis, I love you. Giannis Antetokounmpo gave you a 49-piece nugget with a large fry with an extra salt.
1: Sweet sweet and Tangis sauce in the bag, my boy. The extra salt is the extra salt is for the block on KD. On the fries.
2: He gave that to you today. Yes, he did. And Woo. man, what a game! Because I'm looking at the game, and right, I'm like, ah, yeah. I, I came in. I was I came in on the game when uh when the uh the Nets were like almost up ten or twelve yeah. or something like that. I was like, ah, oh, man, they finna beat the they finna they finna beat Milwaukee again. But it was only halftime, and by God, by God, on <laughs> Giannis Antetokounmpo just ran, damn slap, wow. <laughs> he just went wild, and I was like, "Man, yes, he did." Yes, not only, not only do the Nets have to worry about the Sixers, mm-hmm. now they got to worry about the Bucks. Yes, and shout out to PJ Tucker who showed up to play I mean, today. The defense. <laughs> I mean, just being an animal on the defensive side of the ball.
1: Speak on it.
2: Speak. The Bucks are figuring something out here. They've they been kind of cool the whole year. They are. They just begin kind of lukewarm. Yeah. Kind of lukewarm all year. They're kind of figuring stuff out Yeah. with these new additions with PJ Tucker coming in the mix. Mm-hmm. And then to see, and like you say, in that one set, to see Giannis say, uh uh-uh, uh, mm-hmm. let me have this. Mm-hmm. Anybody else that Katie give them that little crossover and come back and bring that ball back bucket. and shoot, bucket. <laughs> Not Giannis. Yeah. Y'annis say uh uh-uh, uh not Get today. That out of here and then to just give just giving him that look, man, afterwards. I'm just like, oh my god! I loved it. Send chills up my spine, oh, bro. Yes, sir. You know, basketball playoff basketball is here if you haven't. It's here, it's here, it's here. Playoff basketball is here, and not only in the west, in the east, we finna have games, man. The people finna be it's a lot of jockeying going on mm-hmm. in the east as well. So man, I'm excited playoff basketball is starting this week. Yeah, man. It starts this week. Yeah. So you bet not you bet not miss these last 8 9 games or whatever we have mm-hmm. left because you're going to miss something special man and it started off with a bang mm-hmm. on today with the Bucks and the Nets.
1: Yeah, great game. Great game today. Real quick through the East. The 76ers reclaimed the number one spot. Nets on a two-game losing streak. They're still waiting on James Harden. Doesn't look like Harden. They say Harden could be back for the last two or three games. That's not enough time. That's That's not not enough enough time. time. So that was a talk today. Knicks still holding on at four. Hawks at five. We're going to stop at six with Mm. the Celtics. Jason Tatum, (laughs) by God. (laughs) By God, talk about it, Black. Listen, man. Listen, D.
2: This guy is literally evolving in, this game, in, in the NBA. He's evolving. I, I don't know why, but I'm starting to see this Kobe thing come out of Jason Tatum for some reason. I'm seeing Kobe-ish type stuff from Jason Tatum, man. This man dropping a 60-piece like it ain't nothing. San Antonio Spurs, you up 30 freaking points. How do you allow... The Boston Celtics to come back from thirty points down, and Jason Tatum was the <laughs> was the one who did it to you. Yes, D, I did. don't know what you have, have to say about Boston, but Jason Tatum has putting this team on his back. Yeah, he has. He's basically said, "Y'all guys, get out of the way. Do what you're supposed to do." And I got this offensively, mm-hmm. and I love seeing this for Boston. We were really hard on Boston earlier because it looked like it was a point where they weren't going to make the playoffs at all. Mm-hmm. But some way they have found their way in the sixth seed in these playoffs. Not far Kinda from not, four. Not, not, not far from it. Jockeying for position. That's what I'm talking about. Jockeying. You need special players to do special things. And Jason Tatum's,
1: Tatum is one of those guys. Yeah, I love Tatum. He's a dookie. I love him. He's evolving. He's getting better and he's getting better. But the Boston Celtics should be disgusted. Mmm. Jalen Brown, Kimba Walker, Marcus Smart, all this collection of talent in Boston, and y'all the 6th seed? Y'all got Tatum out here, got to give you a 60-piece against the Spurs, who was up 34? Brad Stevens, what is going on with the coaching here? What do we have going on with Jason Tatum has to score 60 to get a win? And let's not forget what he did last week. He had to drop a 47-piece to get a win. Like, what's going on? Jason Tatum's is currently right now. They play in Portland. He got 22 points, and it's the second quarter. <laughs> what's up? <sighs> now, I'm enjoying it because fan of Tatum, but Boston, Jalen Brown, like, where y'all at? This team has been healthy for a long, long time now. They're getting back together, and things are clicking, but it's like Tatum saying, look, bro, like Black said, I got it. I got the heavy lifting <laughs> So we gonna see Boston is an is a interesting team here Cause right now If the playoffs would start Boston would be playing the Bucks In the first round mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. I mean what's I mean you don't know That's a
2: head scratcher bro You
1: look at the <laughs> East right now I think even LaMelo Ball And thank God that he is back mm-hmm. LaMelo Ball's jersey is on the way black <laughs> <laughs> After the dime that he threw last night I'm going to put it right next to Jordan and Trevor <laughs> LaMelo was back But just the mere fact That we get to see LaMelo in the playoffs They the AC The play in You don't want to play the Washington Wizards mm-hmm. Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook Do not care anything about you mm. And they're going to make their presence fail As long as they can And you're looking at the heat You should be shamed <laughs> The Miami Heat, you should be shamed to be in the playoff position, the play-in position. Really? So you're telling me, Miami, y'all good with going against Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill with a playoff spot on the line. You trust that, huh? Be careful. <laughs> the East has a lot of talent and a lot of things can happen. By God, the Knicks are the fourth seed. Knicks and Hawks' seven-game series written all over there. I'm there for every one of them. (laughs) Playoff time is here. The basketball juices are revved up. We will be getting our basketball corresponding smooth back in the building as soon as it's time to break down these playoffs because there's no other playoff atmosphere like playoff basketball, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So the East is... Is, is is just as strong as the what? West. Yes, it is. And we're going to get some fantastic basketball to crown a champion this year. Mm-hmm. So we are just excited. Um, we'll be talking more basketball, of course, with only seven games left because the next time me and Black get to you, it's only one week left in the season. It's only one week left in the season. We'll be doing a playoff special, getting ready to start the playoffs to kind of break down this thing once these brackets are set. So play-in tournament starts on the 15th, playoff starts on the 18th, Let's get ready for it, man. Very, very exciting time in the National Basketball Association. And once again, a shout out to the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks on a fantastic, fantastic game today. All right, man. So that's going to wrap up uh, the National Basketball Association. We're going to get into some other news. And then we're going to get out of your guys' hair just a couple of things that we got to break down. And then we're going to get... Uh, out of here for today's show. All right, let's go ahead and get. Oh man, I want to do that. All right. All right, just a couple of things here. Up first, my homeboy Black, he called me, he said, Hey, bro, you got to put this in other news. I said, All right, bro, if you insist. Jake Paul, Floyd Mayweather, the fight is set. The fight is scheduled to take place, I believe it's June 15th in Miami at the Hard Rock Stadium. Fans will be allowed. Tickets will be on sale soon. I think this is an absolute disgusting travesty. <laughs> that Floyd Money Mayweather is subjecting himself to this, to you Logan haunt. Paul. You hard, bro. Who want to see <laughs> Logan Paul get outclassed? <laughs> I am tempted to not watch this on Triller. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Floyd, you getting paid probably 50 to 80 million dollars i ain't hating on your money get your money for but god (laughs) logan paul on trailer jake paul jake paul on trailer the only thing will make this more exciting is you got uncle snoop Dogg to commentate i ain't looking Mm. for this black what you got in this fiasco that's taking place well i'm excited
2: I am excited I D I've been waiting are. on a great exhibition like
1: this I bet you are
2: And man for Trilla to own For Triller to have this Also Showtime is going to be showing this as well Jesus. It's going to be amazing for TV It's going to be amazing I can't wait D you're going to watch this Because I want to make sure we're together when this happens Jesus bro Paul Mayweather is making his way back In the exhibition boxing match Against Logan Paul i'm excited i'm ready to see this floyd get your money man jake logan paul you finna get paid too get your money man Yeah, get your money dog. and give the fans something to see and not only is this taking place in miami in hard rock stadium this fight is on a sunday night sunday night in miami so fans don't forget about this not sure if this is going to be on pay-per-view or just showtime tv or Triller's going to be be showing it, I'm not sure but man uh, excited about the exhibition
1: we have with Floyd getting Mike in the rain yeah you be excited my boy, you be excited All right, moving along, Conor McGregor man and his cup Uh, of 12 whiskey Conor McGregor is almost a billionaire and you want to know how? $600 million entered into his account this past mm. week As he sold the majority stake of Proper 12 to another company That's going to take Proper 12 to the next level Yes, Conor McGregor is still a part of the company He still has shares in the company So Conor McGregor will still be benefiting from uh, this powerful movement of Proper 12 whiskey Shout out to Conor McGregor for getting his money Antonio Brown back with the Bucks By God, how did the Bucks do it? literally bringing back all 22 starters 22 starters man back for another super bowl run. this has been never done before this is the first time in the super bowl era that defending champion has brought back all 22 starters that's crazy remarkable yes it is remarkable so we'll see how that goes down i got a feeling how it's gonna go down this coming saturday on your dog birthday it's your dog birthday on May the eight and I get my boy on TV to do his thing. Canelo Saul! we will be making his return to the ring in a super middleweight championship fight against Billy Joe Sanders. I'm excited for this black. Canelo. Billy Joe Sanders, what are we expecting to see, sir?
2: Man, um, action pack. Uh I think this is gonna be a very good fight. I think Canelo going to show why he's pound, pound for pound one of the best in boxing in this match. But uh, I'm excited to watch this fight. Like yes. my homeboy said, it's his birthday. We're going to be chilling, watching the fight, having a good time, drinking, acting, acting a fool, yes. celebrating.
1: Yes, yes. Looking forward to it. Canelo, Canelo
2: Alvarez, Billy Joe Saunders. Yes. Unification fight. We should get some action here,
1: D. Saul making his return this Saturday. And last but not least, man, some unfortunate, very, very, very sad news uh, came out of Sports World uh, this past week. Uh, Former Florida State um, Mm. uh, linebacker uh, was in the league as well. Uh, Played for the Jags. I believe he played for the Bears and the Bucks. I believe. Uh, Geno Hayes passed away at the young age of 33 with a rare liver disease. Uh, Didn't know Geno was sick like that um, until it came out, but Geno passed away. Uh, this past week, and we just want to send our heartfelt condolences, thoughts, and prayers, and positive energy to his family, his loved ones, and all of his friends. Of course, we remember Gino Hayes, Saturday ends and Saturday outs, man, and that Garnet and Gold. So, um, uh, once again, man, uh, just want to send a uh, rest in peace, uh, to Gino Hayes, um, losing this fight with liver with that liver disease at 33 years old.
2: Yeah, man, very sad. Uh. Very sad day for me for G- to, to have not Geno Hayes not being here, man. I heard seen something on Twitter said he had been in the hospital twenty seven times in the past two years. Wow. And this is it's, it's just crazy what happened to him. But all prayers to his family. Yeah. You know, um, Gino, you are know, gave us some great memories and man, we appreciate everything you did on the gridiron and and, and us being able to see you, Uh, you're going to be truly missed, you yep. know. So rest in peace, Gino Hayes.
1: Yeah, cherish life, man. You just never know what each day is going to bring. Cherish life. Life is short, man. 33 years old is very, very, very young. Very, very young. So cherish life. All right, man. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Sports Desk, episode 114. Me and Black are chugging along here, man. So uh, in the coming weeks, man, we look forward to uh, getting our correspondents in the building, getting ready for NBA playoffs. We got the schedule coming out of the NFL. A lot of things going to be taking place here at the Sports desk. We're going to be coming to YouTube live. Our shows are going to be right there, live reactions on YouTube. You guys will be able to hit a link and see me and Black and whoever else we may have in studio talk about these sports topics week in and week out. So again, I am Dedrick L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists. You can catch me on Twitter. Twitter and on at Instagram with that name, hit me up, y'all. Let's talk about sports. Let's chop it up. If you agree with me or you don't, I don't care. Let's talk about it, Black. Yeah,
2: uh, and it's your man, Black. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram, man, or at Black E N L Three, man. Y'all hit me up and let's talk about it. D. One last thing for me, want to wish a special lady a happy birthday. It's my mother's birthday today. and just want to wish her a happy birthday, mommy. I love you. I know when you hear this, you're going to start crying because
1: I gave you a shout out. But happy (laughs) birthday, mom. I love you. Yes. Shout out to the iconic and glorious Mama Lockwood for sure. (laughs) Happy birthday, mama. Hope you enjoyed your day. All right, man. We'll kick back with y'all. In just a few days, it's your dog birthday coming up May 8th, man. Y'all holla at your homeboy out here. Hey, look.
2: Let me tell you. (laughs) D. We, me and D gonna be together basically a whole couple days this whole D week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Saturday, Friday, Saturday, we gonna be ignorant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Look, man,
2: this is my best friend for more than thirty years. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. And when
2: our birth, both our birthdays in May, his is mm-hmm. on the eighth, and mine is on the twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. And when, when our birthdays come, we celebrate. And have a good time. And yep. no other way to celebrate what my brother, my best friend, my rider, down my right hand man. Mm-hmm. And we're going to celebrate him in, in a big way on uh, Saturday. So mm-hmm. uh, we won't be back before Saturday. Just want to wish you an early happy birthday. Thank you, my boy. You know, I love you, man. I wish love you uh, continue you in life, continue growing, continue doing the things that you're doing Uh, Paving the way for great things. You're doing great things. I love you, man. Continue to be
1: strong and be that guy that you are. I love you, man. Appreciate that, man. Really, really love you too, bro. I really appreciate that. So until the next time at the Sports Days, y'all be cool and y'all stay safe out there. There Are you ready to
0: go? you ready to go. i Hey,
1: this will do some lunch sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you're listening to
2: the Sports Desk. New Sports no, Desk. No, no. You're listening to the Sports Show.